This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Uh, a lacklustre afternoon at Ashton Gate. The roller coaster season continues after uh, after a, a peak. We're, we're now back down on the floor after two defeats. Matt, you're with me as always. How are you feeling? I think lacklustre is positive, Patch, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was worse than that. Maybe the first half, um, there were some glimpses, but yeah, um, Christ Almighty, has he got some work to do, Nigel Pearson? Um, and it worries me after performances like that. He might think, oh, do I want to be here for that? Because that was shocking. You know, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Rotherham, but they're not a very good side. And they've they've come away with another two goals. And that's six points. We've we've been out, out-muscled mm. um, and out-thought to a certain extent by a team that, as I say, just aren't very good. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not the happiest of podcasts tonight. Absolutely. Well... By the end of this, we'll say it's good to talk, I'm sure. Let's stay yeah. positive on that. Uh, Matt, do you want to introduce our guest? Yes. Yeah, he's um, he's going to start a new tour. It's Rag and Bone Matt. Oh, no, it's not. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's my, uh, or one of my my three nephews, uh, the middle one, Harry Withers. So, yeah, Harry, welcome to Three Peeps, mate, for your debut. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I think Rag and Bone's a bit flat on Matt. He's a good vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach yeah. you Thanks very much for coming on, Harry. Um, Harry, so come to you first then. What did you think of the three changes in the starting lineup? Um, obviously, well, Bentley's got to come back in, and if he's if he's fit and well, then he he's obviously back in. And Walsh and Masengo is interested, uh interesting to see what that was like, how they were gonna kind of match up with each other. So obviously they're not not the most physical, the tallest uh midfielder. So I was interested to see what that uh, that was gonna be like. And Walsh is a well, I think he showed today in, in patches how a, a quality footballer he is on the on the ball. But um, and what's the third team? Odalda, which I think he's probably is merited on over the his kind of substitute appearances over the last two games, which I think he's been he's been decent when he came on, especially against Birmingham last week when he got when he got a score after what one or two touches. So yeah, was, yeah, I think you can argue why he's made those changes to be honest and yeah, yeah whether it, yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be successful is a different question <laughs> well I, I i called i called walsh and odada <laughs> start him because i thought you know they 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 impressed in the previous game and why not start them mm. um what's what did surprise me is i thought he might drop jiju and put wells down the middle um but uh ended up going with with that map yeah i think it's 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 an obvious one really because of the physical presence that, that Rotherham bring. Um, you know, they've got Smith up front, who's not the, the greatest footballer, but is a, a real presence. And and they're a tall physical side. So I wasn't surprised with with Famara playing. But but interestingly, we probably got as much joy when we went with Wells and and um Bell sort of late on. So yeah, no surprise. And there's obviously lots of talk on on social media with fans sort of contract situation, you know, why are we, why are we playing him? But, you know, you kind of forget the fact he, he is still our, probably our best striker. Yeah. And certainly the only one we've got is, is especially if Marley Watkins isn't fit 
and there's a, a debate on whether he should be there anyway. But he's the only physical striker we've got. So I, I understand why he did play, but I'm, I'm like you, Patch. I, I'd like to see Wells given a run down the middle. Um, and actually, as I said, when Bell came on, the two of them, you know, working like that, you, you look at a side like Liverpool, they haven't got a, a big, tall number nine. They've got yeah. footballers who, who play it quick. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll come on to the, the poll I set about an hour ago because before the game I said about Fami, um and the fact that I I might have not started him today and it's sparked a few comments. So I thought I'll get a fan opinion and, and we had 91 votes in the space of, of an hour. And it's really interesting, Matt. The question was, do you want Fami to stay? Yes, 45%. No, 55%. Now, I know there's quite a short-term-ism based on this and not probably people not looking across the whole season but nonetheless the fans have spoken what 100 people have spoken um and it's it's 45 percent you know yes and 55 percent no i i'm i'm a bit surprised by that obviously i i want him to stay i i, I would have thought it would be more like 70 30 but as i said they might be looking at the last couple of games yeah i think i um i think i put a vote in with about 15, 20 minutes to go. And I think at that stage, it, it was 60-40 in fans' favour. Um, I think, you know, again, if people have, have done it late on, based on today's performance, probably thought, no, I'm, I'm not interested. But, um, you know, it, I guess it, it's it's shown there that, that generally that's the view. And I think just reading social media, a lot of people are sort of saying, um, you know, it's time for a change, time to look at a different way of, of sort of potentially playing. Um so, but I'm with you. I would like him to stay. Um, okay. And Harry, where would you where would you vote on that? I mean, he's a character in his farm. I think you've. I think we've lost a few of those with over the last season. So, with likes of Corey Smith leaving, I think kind of yeah, disrupting that and having those kind of characters in there. And he is a big character more than anything. And defensively as well, I think you've got to look what you can do defensively as well as going mm. forward. But if you bring in a adequate re- replacement, then um, then yeah, I think yeah, I think you guys are right. Yeah, time for a change. I think you can, yeah, you could argue that point of view as well. Yeah, yeah, interesting one. Okay, before we get into the minutes, um, uh, you've got the job, Harry, of picking a winner of our our retweet prize from last week, which was um, an hour in the batting lane at Six Sixes Cricket in Kingswood, which I've been to a couple of times. We've done a a podcast there and and interviewed uh, Rob, who runs the place, and. I have to say, you know, I'm not a massive cricket fan or, um, you know, a cricket player, but having a ball fired at you, well, you know, like 20 balls with the with the machine um, in all sorts of different speeds. Obviously, me and Rich were doing it and Rich was pumping it up to like 90 miles an hour at time and getting it firing at me, which uh, which was nice. Um, so it, uh, there is, it is fun. And just smashing a ball as well, just such a release of frustration and, and, uh, and energy. So uh, highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't been down there. Please do go down. But um, yeah, it was a retweet prize for an hour down there. So um, Harry, we had 27 retweets on this one. Give us a number between one and 27. Okay. Lucky lucky number 13. Why not? 13. <laughs> okay. Um, so 13 is Jamie Moran. So, Jamie, we will be in touch uh, with how you can claim that prize. Thank you, Harry. Right. Into the minutes of the game. So, third minute, Wells wins a free kick. Casey Palmer takes it, it hits the wall. Walsh then lashes at the rebound, but it goes over. Um, Matt, that was the first of a few free kicks that um, that weren't very good, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you see it at any level, but 
as as Harry will tell you, I used to shout it his brother, my other nephew, when who was our main kind of free kick taker, that you got to hit the target. You know, you got to make the keeper make a save. And it nothing frustrates me more. I don't, I don't even think the wall jumped particularly high. So it was a, a really poor one from from Casey and probably summed up the rest of his afternoon, really. Um, I wonder if they know who's going to take the free kick in a particular position because it seems to didn't be... It seemed to, did they? Because Wells was of on different it. People. Yeah. yeah, I think Wells was stood over it. Callum was stood over it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's something we've we've got to get better at. Our dead ball is just not very good from all all parts of the pitch. Corners, I think you referenced in the week about the corners. Um, it's something we've definitely got to improve on. Because going back a few years, you know, we had Bellantini and Barnard, all those sort of free kick takers, and and you knew who was going to take a free kick in a particular spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know from one minute to the next who's going to be taking it. And it frustrates the hell out of me when it's a direct free kick and you've got two players stood over it. I can understand sometimes that they're sort of making the keeper think whether he's going to go round the wall or, yeah. or the or the other side. But but when I'm, tr- I'm trying to think when the last specialist was that we had. So you you, you sort of say in there tinning in bell. Um I'm I'm really struggling. Even even in maybe Joe Bryan. Joe Bryan would step up and take a few, wouldn't he? But Marlon would obviously take the ones that were a bit sort of, you know, the, the cross type free kicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a, a dead ball specialist, I, I'm struggling. And when was the last time we scored from a free kick? Oh, God. Brownell, yeah. probably. Probably. Yeah. Or well, Jamie Patterson, maybe. Patterson yeah, Jamie, might have, yeah. Probably if Patterson had been on there, he would have been on it, wouldn't he? Because he probably is our, mm. our specialist. But yeah, it was it wasn't great, and obviously Liam sort of slashed the or lashed the the rebound. Yeah, I did like this, I did like that sort of snapshot from Liam there. Yeah, left that, left foot, he's right footed, but yeah, with his left, yeah, yeah signaled some intent. Um, ninth minute, Walsh's energy and quick and accurate passing was very refreshing to watch. We, I mean, we saw that when he came on Harry in the last game, but uh, he does move the ball about quickly and and with accuracy as well, doesn't he? Well, that's the type of player he is. He only takes one two touches, and he never. What I like about him, he never looks to, he's always looking to, he doesn't look at slowing the game down. He's always one, two touches going and looks to go forward as well, which I think, yeah, yeah, get us on the front foot. And I I know obviously it didn't come to anything today, but that's that's why he's in the side. Those one, two, one quick passes linking up with, well, although he didn't link up very well today, him and Palmer, there's why he's in the side. Mm. I I think again, it's another one with the Famara debate that, the way that Walsh plays, he plays that kind of quick in round the corner, into feet. That's not Famara's game, is it? We all we all know if Famara his first touch is dreadful most of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I you know I've long been an advocate Liam Walsh. I know he's been injured, but everything he does is is with a forward intent. I think. Mm. Okay, twenty uh, second minute, good interplay involving Walsh and Masengo leads to another free kick where we can test the peak, <laughs> we can test the keeper. And this time it's Naki Wells firing over, Matt. Yeah, firing wide and over. Yeah, maybe because of the physical presence that they've got, you know, we we kind of don't look to put, put it in there. But again, it's got to be so accurate. And it was quite a way out with, with Wells. And he has got it in his locker. We've seen it a couple of times where he sort of struck the woodworking things. But again, it just felt like a, a wasted opportunity. But you're right. It was a great little move. Good good interplay between Walsh and Misengo. And they gave us that energy in the middle, didn't they? It was, you know, a, a, it was quite a different look to the team, really, with that. I thought they linked up well today. Yeah. yeah. And Walsh. After about 25 minutes, you know, 
we're, we're still in the game. We're, we're probably on top. The, the team is shaping up um, that you think, you know, this probably is our best team that we can put out at the moment. And the confidence is still there. But as we know, that doesn't count for anything unless you actually put the ball in the net. So, um, you know, and we didn't actually really carve out any chances. No. I don't think we made the keeper. I mean, I'd be interested to see um, at the end of the stats how many shots on target we actually have. But I don't think we made the keeper make a save in that spell, did we? And no. someone tweeted probably a little bit later on that we had 68% possession, something like that. Mm. But again, sums up stats, doesn't it? Because we, we just we didn't threaten anywhere near enough with that amount of the ball. No, I'm out. I've been calling this for absolutely ages. 24th minute, Callas. Yeah, I know what's coming. <laughs> Callas injures himself yeah. whilst making a tackle. And I've been saying for ages, he's going to break his neck at some point, but looks like he's done something to his hip on this one. He just launches himself over the top of a player. Um, and there's no control there. You're asking for trouble, aren't you? I don't quite know. I mean, when it comes off, and his hang time and the way that he sort of rises, you think, God almighty, it's like, it's like majestic. But as you've said, you've called it numerous times this season. That's got to be six or seven times we've seen during a game where you've thought, Christ almighty, what's he done here? He's, you know, has he broke his neck? Has he done his back? Or, yeah. And actually this one seemed slightly more innocuous than some of the other ones we've seen. But he's obviously landed in such a way that I suppose the only good thing maybe is that he's probably going to be ruled out of um, going away on the international break. Yeah. Three games for, for Czech Republic. I, don't, yeah. I can't see that that happening no. now. And even if he no. does, even if he does go, he's only going to play the last one you'd, you'd think. Yeah. But you're right to call it patch. Cause he, there's something not right with the timing of it. And, yeah, and you don't with see Pearson, Premier, you'd you like to see. Exactly. You don't see yeah. Premier League strike uh, Premier League defenders at the top of their game. No. flying in like that. I mean, it's great that he's got the commitment, but it's got to be controlled. Yeah. And and it wasn't even as if Smith made a back for him. I mean, he, he kind of went up above Smith um, and he's got, he's got nowhere to go. I mean, he's, he's lucky. What was it he did before his shoulder, wasn't it? But he's lucky he didn't break his wrist and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Just landing from that sort of height. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about Famara and the poll results, but on the 26th minute, he, he he shows us that it's not only goals we need to consider because it's a great clearance from a corner. And how many times have we seen that, Harry, with Famara being our best defender from corner? And later in the game, obviously, he isn't on the pitch and we don't clear and they score. Well, exactly. Like, what did Lee Johnson say? When the Ballon d'Or, if it was the... So this, so I can't remember what it was, the six-yard defending, whatever, one of Lee Johnson's yes, many clip, well, cliches or references. But, yeah, they, that kind of defensive near post, he wins, he wins your headers. And like you said, you take you take him off. And then, well, I think Bentley's partly at blame for that, for their second goal, which I know will yeah, mm. come on to that. But, yeah, that's he's quality, quality in the defensive yeah, phases. You take him out of the equation, Matt, and you've got no one doing a kamikaze callas to, to to win the header from a corner. No, I mean it's 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 no coincidence, is it? Just how many times Famara does get his head on the ball, and 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 the ironic thing is, in the opposition area, he's not anywhere near as close to getting his head on the ball, is he? But um, I think Tin said on Robin's TV that. He's worth kind of 15 goals almost with with what he does in the, in the clearances, and it's and it's true. He did it a number of times today, mm. where he, and it's not just front post. It is you know in the the middle of the goal in, but 
you know, you, you've also got to look at it and say you're not picking your, your number nine based on what he does in your penalty box, are you? Absolutely. Um, okay, 35th minute, another free kick. Um, we, we seem to be winning free kicks uh, today quite well, but uh, this time it's it's Walsh and it's more of a cross, but it was a really good cross. It was a good delivery, uh, but unfortunately it comes to nothing. And I think, um, you know, Rotherham are clearly a physical side, Matt, and it's something that uh, that they've worked on is, is, is defending free kicks like that. It's what they're about, isn't it? Um, you know, they, they've, they've got that um, team spirit, I guess you'd, you'd call it. They're, they're backs to the walls where they are in the league with what's gone on sort of COVID-wise for them. The fact their manager weren't there today because of it. Um, and yeah, they work on it. I mean, those sort of teams, you know, probably a number of these players have, have played under the likes of Neil Warnock in the past. In, um, you know, Paul Warren will, will drill the team to, to set up well. Um, and as I say, they're, they're physical and it's what we miss in our team. I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be watching that sort of football week in, week out. But you do need taller, stronger players to be able to be sort of combative. In we weren't, were we? I mean, they they put three and three in, in the midfield. You know, they matched our three, and we really, really struggled to get any kind of width. In I think that's where you want to see your your, your wing backs in Sessignon and in, in Jack Hunt sort of bombing on. In um, you know, although Sess does okay, I don't think he's he's as good on the left hand side. And everyone knows what I think about Jack Hunt um, on the right hand side. So, mm. um, yeah, it's just frustrating. But it was it was a good cross, as you said, from Walsh and showed again the ability that he's got on the ball. He, you know, he is he is a quality quality footballer. Yeah, one one thing we've missed, Harry, this season is is wingers. Obviously, we've been losing Nicolaisen um, with the top assists in the league at, at most parts of last season. But we did see glimpses of it today from Callum O'Dowder, and it was on the thirty eighth minute. Um, whereas a good break um, ended with a really good cross from Callum O'Dowder that you would expect a Fami or a Wells to get on the end of, but the keeper was wise to it um, and cleared. But it was good to see a cross coming in, wasn't it? Yeah, he kind of was that the one he yeah down the left hand side. Went a good one way, and then did did his man and yeah got the ball in. And I don't think I I don't think he does that enough, uh, O'Dowder. And, and kind of my, my brother was saying that. I'm not sure. Is he a, is he a winger? I'm not because I don't think he is an out and out winger. Kind of, it's like, yeah, running down, running at defenders and getting in the getting in the cross. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure he, he does that enough. But it was he, a yeah, good good boy. He's almost yeah. He's almost got a number of positions. Matt, where would you sort of pigeonhole him, or can you pigeonhole him? I'd play him left of the three um, at the top if you're playing him. I mean, I think when he was probably at his best this season, he was playing in the middle, wouldn't he? Mm. Um, kind of on, on the left. I don't, I, I don't want to look at him going as a wing back or anything like that. I think he's, he's not good enough defensively. You do want him going forward. Um, my only thing with, with Callum, and it was a little bit, certainly in the second half today, he, he tends to run into blind alleys a little bit. And, and sometimes you, you just want to see him push it and go. Um, don't don't try and be over clever with it. Just push it and go because he is a really really quick player. Um, and I think there was one point in the second half where he, he actually almost kind of tackled himself and the, the ball went out. But um, you know it it was a bearing in mind again it's his first although he, he obviously the the other night as well. But you know him Walsh that they're coming back after a long long layoff. And like we've seen with Casey Palmer, they need a run of games to to find that form, don't they? Yeah. Um, whilst we're on the subject of wingers, what is what happened to Adelikun and, and what's the latest with him? Any ideas? He's, yeah, back injury. He was out for the season. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, That's I mean... Fatigue, it, though, wasn't it? Was it? Fatigue? <laughs> Initially fatigue, wasn't it? Apparently, according to, oh, was it? to Holden. Yeah, starting yeah. off. And day right. after, he's, yeah, he's out. 
because even though you know he's not the answer it was refreshing to see when he played those couple mm. of games actually having a winger on the pitch and it just gave us a different dynamic but uh yeah. crosses isn't it it's getting crosses in the box exactly. and that's you know again i know i know you look at sort of rotherham today and the way that they play but you know when you've got the likes of famara who can knock the ball down and you've got wells in there you've got to get the ball in the box and, and it's something we just don't do enough we don't we don't threaten the opposition keeper and goal enough Absolutely. Okay. Um, 38th minute after Fams getting constantly fouled. He was fouled quite a bit in the first half. I liked it when he gave a little bit back, whether it was an elbow or whether it was a shoulder or whatever, but he, he floored one of their players. The referee didn't give a free kick. Um, and we were on the break. Uh, lays it to Callum O'Dowda, who gets a shot away, but it's blocked. But yeah, Fam, Fam gets a hard time, especially today. Um, but once he was muscled off the ball and then the next minute, you know, he gave a little bit back. And as, as Tin said in commentary, if, you, if you're going to give it, you've got to be willing to take it back, Matt. Yeah. And he, and, and I think it was, um, we've probably all played at a, a level where when you do get a little bit of stick yourself, it does fire you up. And Fam needed that fire in his belly today. That's when we saw him at his best, actually, was when that incident a couple of before. I, don't, I thought the referee again was shocking today. Some of the, the decisions and and yeah they went against us and it's easy to then sound bitter about it but some of them were so bloody obvious and it, it doesn't even almost look to see it as a free kick it, it, you know it's hard to fathom really um but you know he, he, he didn't get any protection um and that that moment i mean it, it probably was a free kick i think he did leave something on but like <laughs> you said if you if you give it out you've got to be able to take it and and, uh, and yeah. that if that happens and there's crowds there, that is something that is going to get the fired crowd going, right isn't it? Yeah, absolutely fired right up. So yeah. there's none of that. There's yeah. none of that. And we've just got to remember that, I think, because some players need a little bit of that. Yeah, but it's, it's, the same it's for like both everything. Sides, it's it? Exactly that. It's the same for both sides. And I, I, I struggle to know why our home form is like it is for the last three seasons. Um, yeah. I don't know because I don't I don't think we're any quieter as a fan base than lots of other clubs that when you go there and watch a game and stuff, you know, we're not we're not any any different, you know, and we've got the section eighty two boys who, who try and get things going. Um so I don't I don't know what it is. And I, I mean, think there's a curse on the ground, personally. Um, well maybe we need um what was his name? Barry Fry to have a little wee wee's in the corner. Like exercise, yeah. exercise it. <laughs> Uh, 41st minute, Masengo wins the ball brilliantly after tracking a run um, right right in our own box. That 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 then frees up Odauda, Walsh and Palmer and it ends up with Zizou. We're all in, involved in that attack. And that, as fans, that's what you want to see, isn't it, Harry? We want to see that that break, that forward run. Um, it didn't didn't come to anything in the end, but um, it was a it was a moment of excitement and you, one one that you actually thought, right, come on, here we go. Yeah, I think to be fair, Masengo in the first half he did that a few times. I can remember that one instance with the, yeah, the two, what was it, six foot, six foot strikers or forwards? Yeah. He kind of muscled off the ball and it got. Which to be fair, when obviously he's put on a bit of muscle now, hasn't he? So he's got he's got that in his in his game. But yeah, like you say, going forward, when you've got the likes of Palmer, Walsh, mm. players that are capable to get you on that front foot on the counter and yeah, moving the ball, kind of moving through the phases quicker, which I don't think we've done a, a tour enough this season yeah okay then the sucker punch comes on the 44th minute I mean so many times we've we've given Bentley six plus um in the ratings and he had uh an error 
about three or four games ago where Hunt was led on the floor in front of him and he flapped and pushed it into his net. But he comes for a ball when he shouldn't do. Um, and it makes him look a little bit silly because uh, was it Smith who just sort of flicked it over, over his uh, head into the goal mat? Yeah, I mean, I, I referenced Lee Williams again, um, Big Z, because it's another ball that we're not stopping the cross coming in from. Um, Sess kind of goes to press, but doesn't really. But you look at it, it, it's come from probably just inside our half. It's not, you know, we're not talking edge of the box or anything like that. So it's come a long way. And, and I thought my initial reaction was I thought Bentley was quite slow coming for it. And then when he did, he seemed to be coming for it to collect it mid-rift, like it was coming straight into his body. Must have given a shout, because um, Zach Viner and Jack Hunt, I think it was, maybe been, um, may have been Maps, kind of stopped and didn't then follow the run. Um, and Smith kind of just flicks the ball over. And it's almost like Bentley hadn't seen Smith. It, it, it was just an, a, a really, really poor goal to concede. And unfortunately... That's the one element of Dan Bentley's game, I think, is is the crossing aspect. Um, and that's not me being critical because he's, you know, would still be my player of the year this year. Um, and with a goalkeeper, you make a, a mistake, invariably it's a goal. But that was poor, really poor. And even though I think Sassanian should have closed it down, I think Viner should have been cleverer and blocked it off. Fundamentally, it still goes down as a Bentley mistake. You know, he's he's got to be, if he's come in, go and get there, be, be real definite about it. And as Harry referenced, we'll, we'll talk about it later on, but I think he was culpable for the, the second goal as well okay. um, and with another cross. So it's it's definitely an error of his game I think he needs to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Halftime comes. Um, our halftime summariser as usual. Rob, lovely watching Walsh, but a number of other players are not fully on their game. And overall, in possession, we have been blighted by sloppy errors that have held us back from being incisive where it counts. Poor goal to concede. Viner seemed to stop. No doubt due to a call from Bentley who made the wrong judgment in thinking he could get there. Was Viner actually even on at that point? Yes. Yeah, because he came on for Callas, didn't he? Of course you did. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Rob. Doubted you for a moment then because I didn't make a note of that in my notes. Um, yeah. Okay. So moving into the second half, uh, 58th minute, Lansbury and Semenyo for Jiju and Palmer are substitutions that I did write down in my notes. Um, what were your thoughts on on um, on those first, Harry? I mean, we're, we, we were screaming, you, you can't bring Palmer off because I think he was just coming into the game then. I know in the first half he was a bit absent, but he was kind of by what uh, Brian Tinian was saying. He's drifting out wide, getting into the, getting on the ball, getting into some, some space. He was looking like he had the potential for to create something, and then yeah, to bring him off, I was a bit. I'm always disappointed when Palmer comes off because even if he's not playing well, he's that player that can just flick of a switch, and then you kind of you're in on goal. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Well, am I a fan of Lansbury? I don't know, especially the first matches. I, I don't think anyone knows. I, yeah, yet, but... I saw the. Yeah, <laughs> what was it like? Ten nil without with him with him being on the pitch. I think at one point, wasn't he, when he first started? Yeah. But um... but Jiju coming off in the fifty eighth minute, we haven't seen that for quite some time, and and probably would have would have half expected it in the last mm. game, but probably not so much for me, Matt, in this one. No, no, it was a, a strange one because of the the physical presence that that, that they bring. Um, but I think he'd, he'd had a couple of moments where the, the ball had banked the way off him. And, and I think probably um, Pearson thought enough was enough. But actually, at the time, Naki Wells had been pretty shocking for, for a couple of moments. So could easily have been either of them. But, um, you know, I, th I think 
it, it was nice to see Wells then given a chance down the middle. Um, I'm I'm with Harry on the Palmer one. I thought Palmer had actually just started to find the pockets in um, Brian Tinian said how he kind of slightly pulled out, not not out wide to the right, but had found something slightly, you know, and him and Walsh were kind of linking. So it was it was a little bit of a surprise for me, that one. Um, mm. And I don't think then the, the subs impacted it enough from that perspective. Antoine was, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, from the sort of the 60th minute, I mean, that first 15 minutes of the second half and and a lot of the rest of the half, it had the feel of, of an end of season yeah. game, didn't it? Which we've got nine or 10 games left to go now. You should be still performing, looking to impress the new manager, looking to sort of get yourself a deal in the summer, whatever. But it just didn't have that. It didn't have that feel of, of 10 games from the end, did it? No, Rotherham have got something to play for. So I think they, they, they continued in the same vein, didn't they? Um, from from that perspective, but you, you're right. I mean, I, I look at a number of players there. Um, you know, Mariapa, Hunt, Sessignon, Lansbury. Um, who else have we got? Um, Walsh, Jiju. You know, out of contract players. Um, and with the exception of Walsh, there wasn't any of them that you can honestly say with the rest of them. Um, Mariapa didn't have a bad game. You know what you're going to get from him, but you know, you look at that and think, you know, you're not, you're not mm. showing me you're playing because you want to stay here. You're yeah. not showing me you're playing because you think there's another move, you know, from a club better than where we are. So I don't quite know. And, and you're right. It, it just had a feeling of an end of season game. And, I, and actually quite a few people put in our tweets, didn't they? That, you know, actually the, the sooner the season finishes, the, the better really, because um yeah. I want to see him clear out what we've got because we've got such rubbish there. Well, times. I mean, you want, we want some decisions. We want some finality on a few, yeah. a number of yeah. issues, don't we? And that's that's why it seems strange with the, the Nigel Pearson decision. It's, you know, if if you've identified, if you've seen enough, and I think as fans, even though that was shocking today, we've seen enough that we want him as the manager. Surely Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne, Mark Ashton think the same. Mm. Get the deal done. And then like you said... Well, I mean, it makes you wonder whether that's how they're going to play it with the season tickets. You know, is Nigel Pearson going to be the one that on the day season ticket renewals come up, the contract's signed then? Are they being that cute with it? I don't know. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, 61st minute, Masengo feeds Wells, who shoots on target and it's saved. I think that was, if not the first shot on target, it was certainly one that uh, was a meaningful first shot on target, Matt. Yeah, he just, I actually, it was one of those where I don't think it was going in. I think it looked like it was going wide anyway, sort of Hard dragged, to tell, but, really, from the angle. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was. It, it was a good effort. Yeah, he it, it, it just didn't seem to connect with it as sweetly as he, he liked. But what was it? Five, ten minutes after, maybe not even, certainly not ten minutes, I would have thought, that he was moved into the middle mm. and gets a shot away. You know, and, and that... Again, me and Rob were having a bit of a debate on our WhatsApp group, but that's for me what Naki Wells is. Play mm. him in the middle, give him the ball in the box, and he will get shots at goal. You're right. Where if you're going to play him out wide, wasted. if you're going to play him out wide, then you may as well put Callum there or put Semenyo yeah. there or or yeah. one of the young lads. because he, well, he's, he's a goal a, scorer, isn't he? He's a goal he's, scorer. And and that is day, exactly it, How and, and he's not, I'm not saying, yeah, you know, Rob, Rob's the sort of debate was that as a three, you've got to be able to, to play in any of those positions. And, and I do absolutely get that, but that's not his strength. He's not a great passer of the ball. I don't think he's 
um, he's not selfish. I mean, he probably is in the middle, but I think he actually goes to play a pass at times where you think, I wish you'd taken it on. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the bit for me. I, I think he gets confused by it. And I agree with Rob. He should be able to play in that role, but it doesn't work out. And he's we've not, said that. He was not signed to do that, yeah. was he? Yeah. And no one's going to criticize. He works, his effort. Hard. He works hard though. Exactly that. How no one criticizes his effort. But you're not getting end product from the bloke until you move him in the middle and we get a shot straight away, don't we? Absolutely. Yep, 100% agree. Um, 69th minute, Lansbury threads to Callum O'Dowda, who puts a cross, um, and Masengo can't quite get there. Um, that was a great ball from Lansbury, that one, Harry, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he has those diagonals in his in his locker, those sorts of... He's got that range of pass, hasn't he? And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just a wrong man on on the header and it must then go there <laughs> but um, yeah it was um it was it was a, a sort of threaded ball through to Callum and, and it came across and I think yeah it was Masengo just couldn't quite get in front of the, of the defender on this occasion but you know you could argue that's not what Masengo should be doing that should have been you know well should have been in that pot in that spot and if if he was mm. then he nips in and and gets round potentially but um yeah Lansbury we're still we're still up in the air on uh, I think a little bit in terms of you know if he's up I'm to not. the job um, <laughs> no I'm, I'm not <laughs> are you are you are you, st- are you yeah, I, I not getting a contract for you no no nowhere near getting a contract I, th- okay. I think the worry is I think Nigel Pearson quite likes him um but yeah. for me I think it slows it down um I don't think he's got anywhere near enough energy that you want mm. in a championship side that wants to press do you think um, he need, do you think do you think he um if he had a pre-season that, that maybe, it could stir him into action, Harry's shaking his head. Maybe, no. but then a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Forest and Villa fans have, have said similar sort of comments, haven't they? And, and, you know, Harry talked about the diags, which he's got, but he's also got the diag that he put straight into touch. And he did one to, uh, to Sessignon and one to Hunt. Mm. Um, no, I wouldn't be offering him a contract. Okay. Right. Don't I was surprised at the fact that he's 29. I looked up, I looked up the other day and he's like, he plays like he's like, what 33 34 in the twilight of his career but he's i mean 29 i know it's not any it's not young for a footballer but he plays like mm. he's about 35 just slows down for me when he gets it he, and yeah. he, he looks to play a worldie when you compare him to walsh walsh is tidy and plays little five ten yard passes but then moves and he's then given a, an angle to get the ball back open the play up you don't get that with lansbury so he's got nine more games potentially to to you know not save his career but to get to get a deal in a in a championship side that's going to be hopefully going for promotion next season so it's it's a big MLS. time for him mls guarantee <laughs> it. is that where he's going isn't it guarantee he'll end up in mls yeah Okay, um, seventy foot, seventy third minute. We saw we saw Dan Bentley of of a month ago with a great save, um, point blank save, um, but the resultant corner Rotherham score from, and um, without family on the pitch, we can't seem to defend corners. There was an own goal coming off of Viner, I think, Matt. Viner or Masengo, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was or Lansbury, the, the three of them. I mean, it, the weird thing was the, the the passage of play before, and you and you're right to call Dan's save because it was a brilliant sort of reflex save, which we know that that is Dan Bentley. He's going to do that all day long, isn't he? Mm. Um, but from the corner, you know, I, I like Zach Viner, I like Masengo, but you just go and head the ball, go and do something. Don't just let it come across and it bounces off you. There was no physical presence there again and, and as you yeah. said patch not having Famara there you know it was yeah 
Um, fact, and it's summed up the it, day, doesn't it? Yeah, the fact that it came off their back as well. Why yeah. are you jumping if you're back to the ball? Why are you turning around? Yeah, and there was there was a, a passenger play before that where um, a cross had come across and, and Jack Hunt turned his back. And it's like, face the ball, man. Face the ball. Why are you turning and narrowing it down? to let them get a shot away. And, and that was exactly that with that corner. And, you know, immediately you're thinking, oh, is that Smith again with another header? No. <laughs> I'd, and I'd be interested to see who they give it to, because it was definitely an well, end goal. Sky have actually given it to um, Richard Wood. Yeah, no, it was an end goal, definitely. It was it? definitely an end goal. I'm, I'm yeah. positive it was Zach Viner. Yeah, I thought it was um, Viner. Okay, 77th minute, a couple of subs, Masengo and Hunt off for Pearson and Bell. Um, always great to see young lads come on who you know are going to be hungry, looking to to put a shift in. Um, and, you know, there's always that end product potential that um, that you're not necessarily going to get from them. But it's you've got to, you've got to throw them in. We've got we've got a few games left in the season now where let's experiment with those guys a bit more. You know, we, we lost 2-0 to Rotherham today. What What's the worst that can happen now? We've got those games left to see what they can do, decide whether they're ready for to, to be on the bench next season or if they need to be put out on loan somewhere. So it's great to see those guys get on and I just hope that they get more minutes as, as we get the run in. Um, 82nd minute, great link up between Bell and Semenyo um, uh, and Antoine shoots wide. So that's exactly what I'm on about. It's uh, it's creating those those opportunities, Harry. I think I think Bell, he could come away with that game. I think he did all right when he came. He had a few decent touches. He's um, Yeah, there's nice two-yard two passes. I think he was linking up well with, um, yeah, like you said, with Semenyo. I think he he, he was all right, yeah. When Sam, yeah, Sam Pearson, I'm not sure. I'm not. Sue Sean, Sue Sean, him, but um, yeah, I think he, I think yeah, Bell looked decent. Matt, what's the what's the stop? Um, Sam Bell featuring more, more minutes, maybe even starting in the next nine games with the position we're in, with the experimentation we can do with formations and things like that. Do you think that Pearson will still just go for the the tried and tested, or do you think there's some he's going to be brave enough, if you like, to to throw him in? Um, I th- I think Nigel's the sort of manager that um, I don't think he's afraid to, to sort of play youth, but I also don't think he wants them to come into a team that aren't going to be winning games. So I think if we were, it's, it's funny really, because I think if we were doing well, there's more likelihood of them coming in and playing because he's very, in his interviews, he's very sort of quick to say, isn't he, that you've got a blood youngsters at the right time and you don't want them coming in and then having their confidence sort of changed and things like that. You know, there's an argument. You've got a lad called Louis Britton as well, who, who mm. Harry um, knows well and, and my other nephew Tom played with. Um, Louis scores goals. You know, he's a bit like Sam Bell. And, you know, I think he's going to feature. <laughs> it's that what, balance. This season? Probably not this season, no. Um, but I think he's out of contract in the summer and, and the, the likes of West Brom have been sniffing around him as well, apparently. Um, so, so who knows? But I, I'd like to see it, Patch. I'd like to see certainly Sam Bell given a run. You know, the next game um, was a good Friday at Stoke. Again, arguably maybe a physical presence with Stoke, but um, I'd go with with Wells and Bell starting down the middle. Um, get some energy going there. And, you know, I'll reference back again, Liverpool don't have that. They haven't got that big number nine. When you've got players that want to run around, then Wells will give you that, and certainly Sam Bell will give you it. I mean, Tins was desperate for him to get a, a chance in the box because he almost sort of 
felt like it was a guaranteed goal, didn't he, with the way he yeah. talks about him. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope they get a chance, Patch. But, you know, when you see it looks like we're signing Danny Simpson, you kind of think, well, you know, I, I don't know how far away Opie Edwards is from fitness, but could Opie Edwards have come in and challenge? You know, why are we signing Danny Simpson? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, Callum O'Dowd, I didn't actually see what happened there. So I don't know if either of you can fill me in, but, you know, Tinian was saying he was in tears and he looked like he was sort of rubbing his eyes and stuff. So, but he did walk off okay. Did anyone see what happened? I, didn't. I thought he was. I thought he was crying because of his performance. To be honest, when I saw him running down the running down the tunnel, I thought, I, yeah, I just thought he disappointed himself. But um, well, I don't no, think he was holding his head. In the eighty seventh minute, with no substitutions. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't think, see. I don't know what. I didn't see. It. I think he got a knock on yeah. the head from from the way that he was sort of, you know, holding his head as he was coming off. And, yeah, strange. Yeah, but, but there's but, an, there's an it, element of that as well, Pat. That. Not, not. I don't just mean with Callum, but you know, Zach had a, a challenge, and but they weren't. They were challenges that that go on in the game and have gone on in the game for years and years. Same with Thomas Callis happened, and yet we seem to make a, a real meal out of it. And I don't mean that to be disparaging against the, the the lads that were injured today, but there's no Terry Butchers there, is there? There's none of them. If if they'd have had you know blood streaming down, and I know that it's a different time, you can't play now, but you don't see him carrying on. You see him going off. You know, and that's that's again something this team hasn't got. We haven't got real never say die. I'm giving her everything. I am leaving out on the pitch today. You need some goonies out there, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. Film reference. Are you, are you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but with Callum and from what Brian and Toby were saying, there must have been something. Tra- yeah. yeah. There must have been, been um, uh, you know, a hamstring pull or a or a tweak in a, in a ligament or something. Um, I thought it was his head. I, th- I thought he was holding his head. So yeah, um, interesting. May- maybe well, not, we'll, but, yeah. we'll have to wait and see on that one. Mm. Um, 90th minute shot from Lansbury narrowly wide. Obviously he's got that in his locker. Um, I think that's the first possible shot we've seen from him. Um, but that's pretty much all I wrote in terms of the second half. And it was, Toby described it in the commentary as lackluster. Uh, it was something that, you know, we, we've said on the podcast in the last few weeks, we just want to be entertained. At, at times we were. Liam Walsh was, was a bright spark um, and it was great to see him back on the pitch and a couple of other, other players. But Matt, do you want to go on to the ratings and we can talk it through? Yeah, so Dan Bentley, um, I've got to go four um, because that, that goal changes the game it gives Rotherham then something to hold on to um I I was literally just about typing in our whatsapp group we need to score with this possession and then they've got to come out and it opens the game up and then we go and concede a goal like that so it's got to be a four yeah he made one fantastic save but that that was really all I can say positively about his performance today and a number of people patch said about you know Max was unlucky after his performance the other night at Blackburn you know let's be fair Dan Bentley has been superb this season. So if he was fit, he was always coming back in, wasn't he? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's got, it's got to be a four. I can't go any better than that. And with that second goal as well, I think, Harry, you were intimating that you think Bentley should have come for it. I think so, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think he should have come for that, sec- that the second goal. I think he was he just looks a bit lost in the... Obviously, it was a massive pack, weren't there, in the in the box. I should, yeah, I think both goals, he, you could put partly that down to Bentley. 
it's like I say, it's crossing. You, know, you, you see keepers, if you, so flip it, and I'm not saying he's, a, he's he's anywhere near the level that Dan is. If that's Nicky Mindpur in goal, Nicky Mindpur's catching that, isn't he? Because that's that was his style of keeping. He probably wasn't as good reflex shot stopping. But yeah, it's, it's definitely an area of the game I think he needs to work on. Okay. Um, wing backs, full backs, whatever we want to call them. Um, I don't think either Cecil or Jack Hunt did anything particularly great today. I don't think they did anything particularly badly today, but um, I want to see him getting forward and getting crosses in the box. Jack did that a couple of times to be fair to him, but I also talked about the one where he turned his back on it. And I am um, trying to think of the word then, apoplectic, I think, um, when he gets a throw in. And I counted three throw-ins in the second half. We're one nil down and each throw-in took 10 to 15 seconds. I don't get it. You know, Liverpool, math, that's what it well, I just don't get it. There's a, and that's the bit around the urgency for me. And that that then you talked about Patch, you know, Famara's challenge and getting the crowd up. If little things like that, getting the ball and taking it early, so, and and I want to see the ball go forward, but sometimes okay, throw it back and set ourselves again, but just do something a bit quicker. And he doesn't. Um, and Sess, I don't maybe one run that he had. Mm. Um, so for me, both of them, I'd probably go. I'd probably go five for Jack Hunt and four for Sass. Um, I just don't think he, he did anything today, really, Sass Leon. Um, the two, well, the three centre-halves, I guess. So Callas, um, he was doing okay against Smith. He got caught once, didn't he, where they had a, a Smith. I mean, again, he's a big bloke, but he, he pulled away from Callas and they had a shot in the first half that the bloke dragged and ended up being almost a pass to Smith and his first touch wasn't good enough. But he completely left Callas. Um, so I'm going to go five for Callas and, and that five includes his stupid jump um, that he did. Sorry, no, I shouldn't say it like that, but you know, you've referenced it so many times. Mm. Viner, I thought, um, did okay when he came on. Um, did scored an own goal. He scored, yeah, but he, he scored an own goal. goal. He, he got a, a knock, didn't he? The bit with me with Zach Viner is we've seen he can play in midfield. And he had one moment today where he did bring the ball out and got forward and played a ball. But that was it, just once. And you're like, well, why aren't you looking to do that? So um, I'm going five for Zach. Do you think there's any instruction on that from man from managers um, in terms of from Johnson to Holden to Pearson in terms of that running out from defence? Yeah, absolutely. And, and funny enough, I listened to, I don't know if you listened to that, um, is it under the cosh or something that one of the guys put in with, with Aaron at Wilbraham, which is going back a few months now, but was put in there today. And they were talking about Tony Pulis and they were saying how Tony Pulis says to their full, his fullbacks, don't get beyond the halfway line. And they sort of said, and if you did, you were hooked. Like, you know, so, so potentially, yeah, I don't, Nigel Pearson is probably more old school. So maybe he's well, got He was thing. the centre-back that never did he's, that. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't. He, I mean, he was a traditional centre back, wasn't he? But I just think when you've got someone like Zach, you want to see him bring him forward. And Mariapa hasn't got that ability. People sort of have said that he can pass the ball. I don't think he can really. I don't think he's that good on the ball, Mariapa. Um, but both of them, um, again, Maps probably did okay defensively. So I'd probably go maybe. Did he do anything? Well, we conceded two goals, didn't we, from crosses in the box. So again, two fives for both of those. Okay. Um, into midfield, Liam Walsh was um, probably my man of the match. Um, I thought he he tried to get things going. Again, bearing in mind it's his first 19 minutes at this level. Um, a really tidy player. And you can see that he needs 
he needs players like Palmer, which Harry's point about Palmer coming off. He needs players who understand as well how to play it and quick. And I think if he can get an understanding with O'Dowda, keep him wide and he'll look for him like he did a couple of times. So I thought Walsh was was very good or was was good. Um, would I go as high as a seven? No, probably not. I'd go six with a an asterisk. Um, and there's a K on the end of there for, for Anne Fitzjohn, who pointed out that I kept saying asterisks like the... Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's an, an asterisk against his name there for, for Man of the Match. Palmer um, moments with, with Casey today where a couple of times he broke. He, he does that. Where he seems to win the ball, doesn't he, Aaron? And he his body shape seems to take him away. And then he strode forward, but it was too heavy a touch. And then his mm. next touch into Callum was too heavy. And, yeah. Um, it's got to be a five, you know, I, I, he just didn't quite have it today, did he? Um, and Han Noah probably faded a little bit, but again, thought he was probably our brightest player early on, was getting through a lot of work, very energetic. Um, you have to kind of look at end product as well. And did we get enough, you know, going forward ball out? He, he was probably the one who was breaking it up. So um, it, if he carried on the, f- the second half like he did the first half, I'd be saying six. But I think, again, it's got to be a five because he, he faded and we didn't get enough out of it. Um, and similarly for Callum and, and, and Naki Wells, I thought both kind of tried their best, tried to work hard, but not enough came of it. You know, Callum's probably one cross that we talked about. Naki Wells, very little. Um, so I'll go five for, for Callum. And four for Naki. It was a poor performance from Naki today, I thought. Um, and for Mara, you know, yeah, I'm probably scoring him five, six for his defensive display, but he's a number nine. Mm. In terms of getting efforts on goal and stuff, I don't think he had a single one, didn't look like it. So it's got to be a four for me with Famara as well. And, and he, he kind of got out, out muscled a little bit. And again, he's a, he's a big imposing bloke. He should be able to withstand some of that, give a little bit back and, yeah, I've talked about what Dan Bennett is. For Mara in his game, he needs to be that little bit cleverer, a bit like Smith today, where he is putting his body in the way and he is putting his arm across in, and he doesn't do that enough. So, yeah, a, a four for me for Mara. Okay, um, so Gregors are in. Dan Bentley, five. Jack Hunt, six. Mariapa, six. Callas, seven. Sessegnon, six. Masengo, six. Leon Walsh, six. Uh, Casey Palmer, five. Callum O'Dowda, five. Famara Zizou six, Naki Wells six, and Zach Viner seven. So he's got Viner, he's got Viner and Callas then as man of the match. Uh, yeah, seven. The only two sevens. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. What what minute did Callas come off? Twenty uh, fourth, I think. I think it was. Was it so that early on? How did you get a seven? Twenty eighth. Yeah. Was it? Sorry, Gregor and. Again, yeah. you, you, you know, we've talked about it. Gregor sees things differently, and we all we all have a view on it. You boys might have disagreed entirely with what I've said there. But no, I, I would have talk, I would have challenged you if I did. Yeah, I don't think as me, I don't think there was as many sixes as Gregor's given there. Yeah. Um, although I, I've got a feeling his ratings as seven is what he would expect. Is it right? Um, okay. Potentially. So yeah, but I and you've got to look at the opposition. Yeah, they're fighting for their lives, but they weren't. It's, you know, they didn't really create anything again, mm. did they? And when Nigel Pearson, I'd be interested to see what Nigel Pearson says, Patch, because he he talked about, we know what they're going to do today. We know what they're going to give. I hope he doesn't talk about tiredness or anything like that. And, you know, quite, quite rightly, a lot of fans will be saying, if that was a performance under Dean Holden or Lee Johnson, 
fans would have been very unhappy. So mm. from the manager's point of view, I've probably got to look at a four there for Nigel as well today. Because, okay. it, yeah. you know, we know what we're getting. We knew how they were going to play. You know, does Tyreek come into the equation now with the size of them? You know, is that something that should have been considered? Um, I think we've, str- we've struggled against those teams over the years. I can remember yeah. a few years about the Millwall. I remember Millwall at home 1-0, was it Morrison, the Silver yeah. Fox? Like kind of the, when, they, when you've got teams who just sit in, two banks of four, I think we we struggled to break those teams, the likes of yeah. Rotherham's, their Millwall's, your Cardiff's. We've kind of struggled to break them down, which under Pearson, you like to think Well, I, th- I think Gary Rowett said this season, didn't he, how, um, you know, how to play against us because we are yeah. we're easy to play against like that and we don't like you said and and it's a really good point from Pat earlier about Nick Eliasson um I I still think Nick flattered to deceive at times there was a better player in there than we actually got to see consistently but we don't have anyone really at the moment that you feel is going to go beyond unless you get Callum really on top mm. and Casey Palmer potentially so yeah it's um it's hard not to be really disappointed with that because that was really poor today, wasn't it? Okay, some activity on Twitter for tweets coming in. So Lee Williams, Walsh was a big positive today. 90 minutes and looks like our most complete midfielder. Tackling, range of passing, vision, plus extended game time for Pearson and Bell. Other than that, I think that Nige may be thinking that this job is too big. Lots of bang average players, in my opinion. Um said that, yeah. Yeah, uh, so a few comments on the poll. Um, not for 35k a week, um, in terms of Jiju. I don't know what the what figures have been actually, thrown actually no, patch. no, and, and we don't, but that that's a it's a good shape though, in terms of you know, Mark Ashton's come out and has said, hasn't he, that he's been offered a highest paid you know, player, yeah, but... one, one of our very, very top sort of contracts, and that's currently Callas, isn't it? I think, yeah, yeah, so um, it, that's, a, that's a really good point to make, isn't it? You could probably get you know someone's better in terms of the way that we want to play there that for, for that for sort that of money. money. Who could yeah. you bring in though instead of who can you replace farm with realistically? Who, who knows in the summer how you just don't know what's what's mm. available do you when, when the summer comes around but yeah. Okay um a, a tweet in from Chris CCAMA15 another disappointing performance if the club are adamant that they can't offer contracts yet then how about this Famara has had a contract offer on the table for long enough. I'd rather they withdrew it and got Walsh signed up instead. Wonder what your thoughts are. So what are your thoughts on that, Matt? I, I think you've seen today, you've got to look to build your team around Liam Walsh. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a really good shout. A really good shout. That, yeah, let, let's let's do that. Let's turn around and say to Fam, you know, are you signing? If not, thanks very much. Um, and yeah, I mean, Liam Walsh is going to be massive. Um, as is Pearson, um, and Mark Ashton, I think, came out and said that he's had he's had some good conversations with Liam Walsh, and he's given him an indication that he's really happy. and And I think he will be. I think you know the fact Joe Williams is here, um, you know. But yeah, that's a that's a really good tweet. Yeah. Okay. And last one from Nigel Mitchell. Some poor performances, mostly from our senior players. Hard to find many positives, but two or three of our younger players, plus Callum O'Dowda, did okay. Sadly, he now looks crocked. I think we, you know, no one really knows what's going on there. Should should we be worried that we still need three or four points to stay up? Not for me. Um, I'm not worried. Are you, either of you worried? Harry, are you worried? No, I'm, I'm still thinking about that O'Dowda comment. I don't. I generally don't know how you can say how to how to. Good game today. He's he's frustrated. He frustrates me with Dowd because he, he, yeah, he don't go. He don't go. Yeah, he don't. He ain't direct enough. But in terms of, I mean, we can't. We're not going to go down. With 
Nigel Pearson as manager. And the uh, we were saying before the game, you look at the squad depth and you look at, I mean, you, I, yeah, I know we've got a lot of youngsters on the bench, but you've, we've got kind of we've got a big enough squad that we should, yeah, <laughs> we can't go down. The Watkins one's an interesting one, isn't it? The, mm. He came on for what, 10 minutes at Birmingham? Yeah, now he's and not whether, to be seen. I thought yeah. he was right. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But um, he was rested against Blackburn and there was something wrong at Blackburn. But then you think, well, is there something else? This, you know, is he another injury in his training or something? I don't know, but... Yeah, who knows? Yeah. We've got eight, eight games left. Eight games left. Um easily getting four points if that's what we're we're, we're aiming for not playing like that um, patching out of that uh, well yeah but yeah, well, how many know, days we, are away got... as long as we got seven or eight <laughs> yeah, exactly six or seven away we'll be all right but if we've got six or seven at home we might struggle but we've lost we've lost we've won two we've lost two yeah. you know we'll win one and lose one and then draw one and win one i'm sure of it um yeah. so stoke coventry forest sheffield wednesday wickham luton millwall brentford um, so yeah, that's uh, but you've got teams there that, that might have something to play for. The likes of Sheffield Wednesday, Coventry, I think Wickham might be gone by then, but then does that present a different way of you know playing because they they then haven't got anything to play for? But you're right, I think again, I think there are poorer teams than us that aren't going to win the, the points that they need, you know, even though Rotherham have won today. I don't see Rotherham picking up many wins, I think we were just that bad today and gifted them two goals. Okay. We played we play, we play better against the, the teams that actually like to play football, like, like yeah. Swansea and the Brentfords. And yeah, yeah, was it Brentford? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we're not back till the 2nd of April on the bonus show where we're Stoke. Is that away? Uh, no, it's at home, isn't it? Because I think Stoke away was one of our better performances, wasn't it, this season? Yes, it is at home on Good Friday. So, yeah, yeah three o'clock kickoff on Good Friday. Bring the so, eggs. Yeah. Are we, are we are we socially distanced then, or what's the rule change for that? Um, I think we could technically do it outdoors. Oh, no, we'll do it indoors. Um, then, but, yeah, <laughs> now that we've got the equipment, we may as well use it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much uh, to Harry for coming on. Um, it's been, been great to see your beard and hear your <laughs> views on the game. Um, so big thanks for coming on. Uh, as we as we always say, yeah, if you me. like this, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, there'll be a Robins reunited coming up within the week. Um, so look out for that one. Um, but for now, Matt, thanks very much for joining us. And and Harry, take care. Enjoy yourself. Take care. Thanks, Patch. Love you, Harry. Cheers, Patch. <laughs> Love you too, Math. I expect an Easter egg. Yeah, you'll get one. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> See you guys. Cheers.